Hi, and welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. On today's episode, I am in conversation with the 10 amongst these threes, former Six the Musical star, Samantha Polly. Coming up on Monday, February 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Sam will be returning to Chelsea Table and Stage for the February installment of her cabaret residency. But if you can't be in New York City, or if by the time you hear this, all the tickets are sold out, don't worry because there is a live stream option as well. And as Sam explains in our interview, what makes that so cool is that you don't actually have to watch it live. Once you purchase the live stream ticket, you can watch it whenever you want. Joining Sam in concert on Monday night are not only two phenomenal, iconic voices, but also two fellow former Broadway radio guests, Jelani Remy and the iconic Eden Espinosa. In our conversation, Sam and I talk about her deep and abiding love for Eden, how she's adjusting to life after six and how it is actually taking quite a while just to get her body to understand that she's not still in the show. We also talk about how special it is to have that live opening night cast album and much, much more. Of course, we'll have links in the show notes where you can not only purchase tickets to see Samantha Polly along with Jelani Remy and Eden Espinosa at Chelsea Table and Stage on Monday night, but we'll also have a link to where you can purchase the live stream tickets as well. So with all of that out of the way, here's my conversation with Samantha Polly. Sam, so if I'm getting this correct, like you had your first like solo cabaret show at Chelsea Table and Stage last year, and you're continuing now with your monthly residency there. Like, is this kind of like your your cabaret home now, Chelsea Table and Stage? Yes, it definitely is. Um, I they 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 had originally asked me to do um, some other like some benefit or something that that didn't work out and it had never really occurred to me to do a solo show to begin with. What? That's insane. Um, I I don't know. I just like, I'm, I've, I've never really been that kind of person. That's like no shade to anyone that does this, but someone that like, is like, I'm going to see when 54 below has time available. I want to do a show. Like my um, (laughs) deep rooted insecurities are that like, no one would come. (laughs) So I just like, I never, I never wanted to make a plan to do that. And so then when I couldn't do this benefit thing, they went back to my agents and said, well, would she do a solo show? Like we would just want her to make one. Um, so I think because I got asked to do it instead of me being like, I'm going to do this. then I was like, I was more willing to, to do it. And it was actually my drummer's idea. He was like, you should see if you could do like a residency or something like people do at green room. Um, so I just emailed someone at Chelsea table and I said, I would love to come back again. Thanks for having me. Would you guys ever want to do a residency? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like it was very, very simple email back and forth. So as you approach this residency, and I think originally it was announced at like three months, June or January, February, and March, who knows yeah. what happens after that. I will let you make those announcements if there are any announcements in the future. But like, as you structure these things, how do you look at each concert, both as a standalone evening and then as part of the larger residency. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I have a couple, maybe like five, five or six songs, um, that at the moment are like 
standards. I do them every month. They have like a certain place within the show and like how we kind of open the show. Um, but in terms of like how the show changes every month, um, I kind of, so far it's just been me. Like I have a giant list on my phone, like a giant notes, a giant note filled with songs that I would love to sing sometime. And so far it's just been me doing a show. And then I kind of check off some of these songs. If there are ones that, that I really like or were well-received, maybe I'll add those. And like, I think there's one from last month that I'm doing again this month that's new. Um, but I think as it as it grows and changes, like I'm having new guests every month. Oh, we'll um, get to that. We're, we're getting yeah, to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, but I guess so far it's it's kind of just honestly been me picking songs that I either already know I love to sing or I love to listen to and have not sung before and would like to either challenge myself or work with my music director who's amazing um on like a cool arrangement of a song that like maybe people aren't expecting so it's honestly every month I just talked to him on the phone two days ago to like kind of start to set the order the running order for this month that we usually kind of leave it till last minute and sometimes things change the day of just based on like how we're feeling, which makes me feel the pressure a little bit less because I always want my show to be a very relaxed environment. And I want the audience to feel like they're just, they've been invited to hang out with me instead of me being like, and now it's me, Sam Pauly, let me perform for you. Cause I find <laughs> that to be very like uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I just want it to be fun. I want it to be a good time. I want to talk to the audience. Um, so we just kind of, it's, it's honestly, I don't know if it's really been like fully set in stone until the day of. And that doesn't make you more, because like for me, not being a performer, like that would make me n more nervous, not being able to like know exactly what I'm going to do and have an order and, uh, and, you know, and plan for it and prepare for it. So, but like that flexibility and, and ability to kind of like swap things in and out, that makes it less stressful for you. Yeah. And, and I, f I feel like I'm probably in, in the minority in that sense, because yeah, I, f I feel like as performers, generally we like to have things planned and, and perfected and ready to go. And, and don't get me wrong in terms of like rehearsing with my band, like we always have an outside rehearsal the week before for like three hours, we go over everything, we get out all the kinks, but like, I think because I, as a performer am already a perfectionist and I worry that people, you know, either aren't going to come or they're, or they're not going to like it or they're not going to have fun or I, I don't know, you know, any number of weird things that I would worry about. I find it easier for me to treat it like, oh, I've just invited these people to like come hang out and watch me be silly and and tell random stories and sing these songs that I like to sing because I don't know, something about that takes the pressure off for me. And I find that in in all the years that I did six and, and have done all of these shows that like people that are coming to watch performers like me would much rather see somebody that's a human being that they can like connect to or or relate to or be like, oh, she messed that thing up. Like, who cares though? 
because it's, I I don't know. And I, and I guess for me as a performer, I'm the same way when I meet people that I've admired for a long time that I'm like, oh my God, like Eden Espinosa agreed to do my show this month. (laughs) And we're just like texting now, like we're friends. Like that's wild to me that like, I don't know. So I, I just always want to create this environment where I am, I'm not, I guess, seen as like, big Broadway star. Cause I don't know that I would call myself that either. I would rather be someone that people are like, Oh yeah. Like I can do that. Like she makes it look easier. Like this is a fun thing. I, I don't know. I, I, I would just, that always takes the pressure off of it for me and yeah. makes it more fun. Yeah. And I mean, I think f- there's such a difference, even though a lot of the skills are, are very similar when you talk about somebody who is a theater or musical acting star, whether that's on stage or screen and compare that to somebody who is, you know, specifically a music star. I think that there's like that relationship that people have with them. That is a lot different when it's just them doing the music, as opposed to someone like you who like, they know you through a character. So having the opportunity to connect with an audience as a human being, probably, you know, is a much different dynamic than maybe you're used to, you know, on stage as Kate Howard or, or Ava Perone or whoever else you're, you're playing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now you mentioned Eden Espinosa and I cannot, you know, not dive into how incredible she is uh, anytime her voice is meant or her name is mentioned. It's interesting. You talk about kind of like the flexibility of your shows. Cause the last time I saw her, was in a cabaret where, uh, like, and she had a show called Unplugged and Unplanned, where she just kind of had a couple songs that she was going to do, and then just kind of like opened it up to whatever she and the audience were feeling. Um, it doesn't sound like you're doing exactly that, but she definitely yeah. has a lot of those same vibes. But I would imagine it's kind of like, uh, you know, similar similar mentalities to that. But for you, you just talked about like how incredible it is that like you're texting her and your friends now, why is she somebody that you specifically wanted to have as a part of this show? Oh my gosh. I, so I've been, I've been an, an Eden fan for a really, really long time. Oh, yeah. um, I, she is, don't tell anyone. She's my, she's my favorite Alphaba. And Ooh. I used to watch when I was younger, I used to watch um, the, the, that, professional recording that was done of the final cast of rent on Broadway Marine. And like, Oh my God, I used to watch that all the time. And like, she's just always been someone performance wise and especially vocally that I've really looked up to and I've admired. And, um, I, there was a day that I like responded to something she posted on her Instagram story and, and it was, it was her, it was a clip of her having done Alphaba. And I just, I said, oh my gosh, my favorite Alphaba, like you're such an icon. And she responded to me and she said, me, you, your voice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, what are you, I said, what are you talking about? You know, what are you seeing? And I just like, because I, 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 I want to have, you know, guests that, that make me feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm singing with this person, but also like people that other people are going to want to come see that honestly, I've just started randomly DMing Broadway people and asking like, (laughs) is there, is there any world in which like you would be willing to come do this? Like, this is the song I had in mind, but I'm happy to do whatever. And like, literally everyone has always said yes, which is wild to me. Like, so I have, I also have like a separate list on my phone of of people that I hope to have, but 
I had great guests last month and she was just someone on the list that I was like, I'm just going to see if she'll do it this month. And who knows if she'll say yes. And, and she said, yes. And I'm dying. We've yeah. never met in person before either. Oh man. We've met each other. So I'm excited. This is a little detour and I try not to make this, uh, these interviews about me, but it involves you and Eden. So I, I will take this about a year ago. You, you won't remember this, but somehow we have a mutual friend or something. And I'd emailed you about doing like a, uh, just like a voice lesson with my 12 year old niece who was going to be in town. You couldn't do it. Cause I think you were doing a workshop or something you were doing double duty. So you couldn't do okay. it. Um, but I had another friend who's a producer on Limpica. He's like, well, let me ask Eden if she'd do it. So I'd originally wanted to set my niece up with something with you. You couldn't yeah. do it. We, she ended up getting to do it with Eden. And like, she's, oh, I think she's God. singing, she's singing two Eden songs at her recital later this month, probably because oh, of how much she loved uh, that experience. So I know she would have also loved working with you, but it, you know, having one of the two of you, uh, it was definitely something special. Uh, for that. Absolutely. What about, uh, what about Jelani? Like he is somebody who is more of like your generation of of Broadway star, someone who is coming into their own as a, as a, as a star in this, how did that connection happen? What is it about him that made you want to include him as well? Um, we've done, we've done like a couple like random concerts together here and there, like a couple Broadway sings things together. Um, And that's kind of like how we met and knew each other and like just exchange numbers. And we've, you know, we'll talk sometimes, but he was just another person that I was like, oh, this is also already someone that I, that I know whose phone number I have that I could easily text and be like, would you want to sing this song? And I, a lot of the songs that I've, that I have on my little file, some of them I've added based on like, I know I can do this. And if I can get this other person who I have in mind to sing it, then let's do it. So um, I had two songs in mind for he and I to do. And I sent both of them. I said, either one is fine. You let me know what you think. Um, And he, and he picked one, but he's just, you know, like, like you said, he's, he's someone that is more my generation. He's incredibly kind. He's a wonderful human. And, and, I just felt like singing with him. So I texted yeah. him. <laughs> I mean, and that's, it's a concert. So you want to, you know, do something with somebody that you, A, know you can vibe yeah. with and you've done shows before and you know is going to sound good, which he always does all the time. So that makes total sense. And one of the cool things about these concerts is, is that they are available to live stream. So if people aren't able yeah. to be in New York for Chelsea Table and Stage, like they have the opportunity to watch it online. And I have to imagine, like, that is a, big deal for a lot of your fans. I don't think I, I'm going to guess and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Like, I don't think I'm probably overstating it and saying that like the six fandom and that six experience has been life changing. Um, in oh, a lot. Of, yeah. So like now that you are out of the show and I'm going to kind of get back to that uh, as well, but like now that you're out of it, like, have you able to been able to like pull back now that you're not, you know, inundated with everything on the daily basis, but like to kind of realize like, Oh, like, this is like a huge thing that I didn't realize while I was doing it and how many people are impacted really truly and deeply on a, on a really different level than maybe you were able to really comprehend while you were doing the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, I, you know, I've, I've had time to breathe and like rest Yeah. and, and just kind of be a human and, and, with with shows like six because you're absolutely right it's like a global phenomenon that there were so many times 
while I was with the show and even during the shutdown that it's like people from all over the world were wanting to do meet and greets and voice lessons. Cause that's like how I was staying afloat. And it was just, it was always mind blowing to me that like people in the Philippines or Australia or like all these random places were like, Oh my God, I'm such a big fan. I'm, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm like, I find it wild that you even know who I am. And like, that was before that, the cast album even came out too. That was before the cast album came out. Yeah. That it's so it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's, absolutely changed my life um 100 and it's been great being able to do like you said this the live streams of of this show and what's great about chelsea table and sage is that even after the live stream once you have the link and the password to that live stream you can go back and watch it as many times as you want oh amazing um, which I did not know until last month. Um, so, uh, someone that watched a live stream told me that she was like, yeah, I watch your Christmas one all the time. Amazing. Um, so that's nice for, you know, if people are like, oh, I'm, I'm working at this time or I'll be asleep because I'm on the other side of the world, you can still buy it and, and watch it, um, and watch it later. But it's been, it's been nice to give people access to this thing um, that I that am, I, I am currently only doing in New York City at this one venue in the city this is the only place in the city that I'm doing this. So it's nice to be able to reach all of these other people as well. And talking about the fact that like you're now out of the show, it's actually interesting when I was sitting down to think about it, like I know your journey with six has had a couple of like intervals and starts and stops because during mm -hmm. during the you know pre-Broadway era, you left for a little bit to go do Avita over in the UK. Then you came yeah. back and it started on Broadway. And then there was like that whole COVID thing that shut down yeah. for a year and a half. And then you came back and finished it out. Like, did it ever like does it feel different now for you, knowing that like you don't have that waiting for you, or you still kind of feel like, okay, I'm still in this vibe, like I've got to get my body and my mind different than it was during COVID or, you know, while you were waiting to come back. Cause I have to imagine like, it might be hard just to remind your body that like, oh yeah, I don't have to gear myself up for that whirlwind of, you know, 80, 90 minutes a night, you know, eight times a oh, week. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, the first month and it's, it's been, it's been over two months now, yeah. I, the first month. And what's funny is that Anna Uzele, our, our original Catherine mm -hmm. Parr, said this to some of us, there was a night we were all hanging out and she had already left the show. And she was like, what I find really interesting is that like every night around showtime, <laughs> I get this like rush of adrenaline. Like my body is like, okay, it's time to go. She's yeah. like, so I started going to the gym because I, I needed to do something. And I absolutely felt that I had so much time where like, I was like, mentally, it'll, it'll be nice to, to take a break. It'll be nice to let my body been doing this for three and a half years. I have a lot of injuries. It'll be nice to sit down, but still feeling that like, oh, but I got to go. I got to do something that mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm what I'm navigating is like going back to auditions in person. Yeah. <laughs> like changed for a really long time. But like, even when I did, when I, when I left six to go do Avita, six auditions and that an initial audition for Avita on the West End all happened within the same like three week span of time. So once six started, 
the last thing I had auditioned for in person was Evita in 2019. And then the beginning of last year, uh, around this time, I went and auditioned for um, this uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber Cinderella. I went in for that. And it had been like two years and I was in a full panic. I was like, I don't know how to do this anymore. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, So now I'm like, I'm kind of navigating being back in that, in the auditioning world. Um, But I'm, I'm finding that because of six and how it changed my life, I'm able to do things like my show at Chelsea table. And there are other venues that are that is just in the last couple of weeks are like, will she come do the show here? Will she come do the show here that, um, that I've been marking on my calendar, which is, which has also been really cool that now that fear that I had of like, no one wants to see this, that other people are like, <laughs> will she come out here on the West coast? And I'm yeah. like, yes, please. God. Especially, although I guess it's, I'm not in New York, but I, I know it's been unseasonably warm there, but especially like looking at the West Coast uh, when it's, a you know, snowy and, and ugly in New York, no. I'm sure it's attractive. Oh my uh, gosh. But I'm sure a lot of that, you know, getting people to want, you know, to, to bring you out to different parts of the country has to do with that cast album, you know, I mentioned. And I all do respect to Into the Woods, which is a show that I saw multiple times on Broadway and I loved it the feat of that cast album I thought was not only brilliant on like a a technical standpoint of recording you an opening night, but also Mm. such a smart producing move because like that original studio album from London, like that is an iconic, you know, recording in its own right, but to have your group do it live to bring something different was just so special. And I, and to me, Everybody was amazing. But what I loved, especially about that album, is that getting to hear you um, do the full range of acting that probably they wouldn't do on just a regular album, I thought was really gratifying to see that insight into that performance that I don't think people would really truly understand what the whole context of that song is if they just heard it sung like you like you hear it on the studio album or like you would normally hear it on a cast album. Yeah, for sure. It was that was one thing that that as soon as they announced our cast album, um, I had a lot of people messaging me and, and reaching out and saying, are we going to get your ending of all you want to do? Um, and and the number of people that uh, before our cast album came out had only listened to, you know, the the studio album and and would come see our show and say, like, oh, my God, I had no idea what was actually happening in your number. Um, and just, you know, it's to, to, to now be able to call myself a Grammy nominee for the rest of my life is wild. I I know you said this before, there are just so many things like that, that, that happened with six that still don't quite compute in my brain that like, Oh yeah, I originated a principal role in a new Broadway show. Like that's gonna be in 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 the library at City Center. Like that's there forever. Like I am a part of that. For, I I made that thing. It's it's just so stuff like that, and and you know making the cast album, and especially like you said, the way that that we made it and how unique it is is all of that stuff. I I forget a lot, not because it's not important to me, but because I think just like the gravity of it will never fully, I will never fully comprehend like 
Oh, I find myself a lot of times like saying like, this is so stupid. Like what, what is happening? Stuff like that. Like when we went to the Tonys, just like walking around at Radio City, I'm like, what's going on right now? Where, where are we? Like, what are we doing? Just, it really, really, really changed my life. Yeah. I mean, and especially because I know it wasn't the Broadway debut of everybody in the cast, but like yeah. it was the Broadway debut of the majority. I think, was it four of the, the, the principal six? Like that was their, uh, their Broadway debut? One, two, three. It was a uh, half three? of us. Three. Yeah, okay. three, of us. three of us and then all of our all of yeah. our understudies as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just uh, it, I, I can't even imagine what it has to be like to to originate a show and like something that you said is a global phenomenon. But I will point out also talking going back to Eden. I, I didn't think about this until just now. What I fell in love with Eden for was the Broadway cast recording of Brooklyn which was also recorded oh, live, which was also recorded live, which is so cool. So uh, very few people ha- know what that's like. And uh, that's wow. another connection between you both. So, um, okay. So I will wrap this up with a few more questions about, about the concert itself. Yeah. Going back to Eden and Jelani, is there a song, uh, not necessarily what you're singing, um, but like, is there a song that like, when you think of them, whether it's something they sang in a show, something you've heard them do in a concert or whatever, that you're like, oh wait, this is the quintessential song from their repertoire that you always think about? Oh. Um, oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about, Jelani, because aside from like doing like random concerts where we're like covering other songs, but I, I do remember the first time I heard him saying like I showed up to sound check for something and he was ahead of me and I had never heard him sing before. And I was standing in the audience and I said, what are you doing? Why are you singing like that? Like, I don't I did not fully comprehend. I'm like, God, some of these people are absolutely wild. But for Eden. To me, I, (laughs) to me, it's like her iconic opt up in No Good Deed and Wicked. That's it for me. That's like one of my favorite just sounds in all of human history. It's, that's the thing that like, when I've, when I was like, I got started in theater a little late, but like, I remember the first time I heard her do that. And I said, who is that person? Like, I want to sing like that. Like, that's what I want to be. I want to do that. And then just like, you know, watching her in Rent and like you said, listening to her sing Brooklyn. Like, I don't, hers is a voice that I, I absolutely cannot comprehend. Like, it's just, it, to me, it is absolutely iconic and, and, and a voice that I, I will forever strive to, to be like. Yeah. I think anytime when like, a show has been running for 25 years and you have like a signature riff or opt up that like is like officially written into the options for the score. Like that says like icon, like that says you, you have made your mark in a show that's been running now for like a quarter of a century. So yeah, uh, absolutely. All right. So last question, you obviously at least have one more of these concerts coming up. The one that'll be happening in March. Can we take a peek into one of the lists on your phone, either in somebody that you would love to have at this coming show or one in the future, or maybe a song that you want to sing that you don't have on a current one, just some kind of sneak peek at what might be in store in the future? Yeah. Hold on. Let me pull up. Oh, we're going to get the actual lists. Okay, great, great, great. 
Let me look. Hold on. I have so many notes on my phone. Where is it? This one. Oh, I think I actually started the list for March already. Oh. Um, so two. So I'll I'll give you I'll give you two. Um, I'll give you a a song that that is currently on the list. It might it might come off the list. I don't know. Um, I have a a version of uh Heaven on Their Minds from. Jesus Christ Superstar that I love to do that in, is in a particular key and that's one of my dream roles. Um, and I haven't done it anywhere here in New York yet. I've done it one time for a concert in Chicago. Um, so that might make its way onto the set list for March. Now, when you say dream roles, are you talking Judas specifically then? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I would kill for that. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I would, I would love to do that. Um, and I think I know what next month is going to close with. I have an idea and I'm hoping it, I think, I think we'll do it, but it's a Paramore song. Um, okay. Last month we, clo- I closed with uh good for you by Olivia Rodrigo. And it was so much fun. Like I had yeah. the audience singing along. It's a blast. So I'm trying to like pick songs now that when we end, cause like, I'm not a big fan of like the encore thing. Cause Chelsea table is set up in a weird way. So I'm like, no, let's just like say it's the last one and that's it. Like, it actually be the last one. And it's actually the last one. Like there's yeah. no way for me to sneak out and come out. Like it's weird. So maybe we're closing out with a Paramore song next month. Um, I have, I, I don't know if she's, I've already talked to her about being a guest and um, she's current, she's currently out uh, touring a couple places. So we're trying to find a time a month that will work out because okay. this month is not. Um, but I do have um, a song that Jessica Vosk has agreed to sing. I was going to, I was going to ask <laughs> if it was Jessica Vosk. Like that's, that was going to be my guess. It was either going to be her or Ellery and you had Ellery during January. Yeah. So it's yeah, like I had Ellery already. So I'm yeah. So Jessica, I had asked her to do this month and she said yes, but then she was, she's out of town. Um, I don't know where she is right now in the world, but, um, I think what's the date of the show. Is it the 27th? I think she, I think she's going to be down. I live in Orlando. I think she's going to be down here in Orlando on the 28th. Maybe. I think that's it. That she was like, I'm, I'm performing somewhere and that'll be my travel day. So, um, so maybe next month, if not, hopefully I know she's at least agreed to, to come do my show sometime. So maybe next month, maybe the one after I have someone else that I'm probably going to text this weekend about, about um next month as well and hopefully yeah. he will say yes amazing speaking of like iconic alphabet riffs as well with Jessica. oh my so. god i know <laughs> <laughs> well sam thank you so much for for chatting about this i love getting the peek behind the curtain about how you put things together and uh i'm very excited for the live stream and for whatever else you have coming up whether it's an extension of these or whatever show you go out and audition for and is you know thank smart you. enough to book you in so uh looking thank forward you. to it thank you so much